Welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. I'm your host, Cindy McMillan, and I'm joined today by Jamie Martin. Each week, I interview coaches and spiritual explorers from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. This is the third interview in a self-care series called Life in Full Bloom, Living from the Inside Out. I'm so happy you're here, and I can't wait to share today's guest as we unearth our superpowers from within. Jamie Martin is a life and leadership coach who helps women who have been going and going and going for so long that they feel like they've lost themselves. Working with Jamie, her clients end up giving themselves permission to put themselves first, creating a plan and going after their dreams. Jamie, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you, Sydney. I am so happy to be here and excited to, to talk to you. So I'm going to start off with my favorite question. What does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business? Definitely. It really means being in the season you're in, right? Really owning who you are, where you're at, and, and enjoying that for what it is instead of looking for the next season. So uh, a, a great example of that is being single and being comfortable with being single. You can still date. You can still you know, potentially meet the, the man of your dreams or the woman of your dreams, but enjoying that moment and being able to say, this is this season I will never get again. I will never have this opportunity again to live in this experience. Jamie, I love that so much. And the example you gave is absolutely perfect because I think a lot of times we're in a season and we're either looking forward to the next season or looking back at past seasons. Oh my gosh, definitely. I, I, I see a lot of us looking backwards, right? And, and, and looking way too forward. You know, I, I, there's a there's a place to look forward and there's a place to look backwards. But it's when 90 percent of your day is spent in either of those two places. That's when you know you're not being present. Oh, absolutely. I, I just love the way that you explain that. So thank you so much. And I would love to hear your story about going from a 17 year career and technology companies like DoubleClick and Google to becoming a life and leadership coach. Was there a defining moment that um, made you decide, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to be a coach? Yes and no. Um, so I've always had in the back of my head that I wanted to be a coach. I loved leadership development in college. And as I would say, many coaches experience, they say to themselves, I'm 20, who is going to hire me? I, you know, Somebody's going to look at me and go, you've never experienced being a leader. You haven't experienced life yet. So I decided to keep going on the traditional path that I was on for um, technology because I was an, an engineer by training in college. And through those years, coaching kept cropping up in my head being like, mm, that coaching thing, that just sounds really up my alley. But I was afraid. 
I was scared to do it. I didn't know if I would be a good coach, how to get clients, what it would look like. And so really, ironically, I took the easy route for a very long time, um, despite the fact that it was not easy. Right. (laughs) It was not easy. And so the defining moment to make the leap into being scared and going after it anyways was when I was at my last company, I got to the top level in my my field. Um, it was executive at the table, you know, really building out the product as a VP of product management. And I was miserable. I hated it. I hated it. Um, and was in the middle of infertility treatments at the same time. And so at that point, I had brought in in a women's group that we had, um, we had brought in a speaker and she kept talking about her coach. And so I tapped her on the shoulder. I was like, I'd love to meet your coach and pick her brain. And after I talked to her, I looked at my husband and said, I need to do this. I'm hiring her to help me figure out like what's in my way so that I can actually make the leap to be a coach. And the rest is history. I love that story about, you know, you working your way up through corporate America and getting to the top and realizing this is not who I want to be. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to scared anyway. I'm going for my dreams. Yeah, definitely. And I, I was definitely scared. Um, And it was the best decision I've ever made. Well, outside of my son. (laughs) Right. There's a line in a book by Debbie Ford, and it says, surrender is a gift that you can give yourself. It's an act of faith. It's saying that even though I can't see where the river is flowing, I trust it will take me in the right direction. And I and I love that line. I just got chills. Yeah, I love that. And so I wanted to ask you, what is surrender and what does that mean to you in your life, in your business? Yeah, surrender. I mean, she said it more eloquently than I, I could ever say it right now after hearing that. But to me, it's really about letting go of the outcome. It's about still taking the actions towards what you are, are dreaming about, what you want in life, but letting go of how that actually transpires. And I would say that really my son is the perfect example of that because our infertility treatment was a such a hard place to let go of control. It was one of those where every month you have to go through a cycle of hope and then sadness, hope, sadness, right? And it's quick. It's quicker than you re- ever can imagine. Um, and through that, that's where I started practicing and learning about surrendering and really understanding that for me to move through that place and get to a place where I could, I could still be whole regardless of the outcome was the, the most beautiful gift I gave myself. Um, and I remember before our last embryo transfer that stuck, um, I just remember having this sense of peace and this beautiful, just, it's okay if this doesn't work. It's okay if this particular chance that we have doesn't turn into a child. 
because I, I have faith in the universe that there's a reason whether it's the next one's going to work or we're supposed to go a different route. I love that story so much, Jamie. Thank you for sharing that about surrender. I think that will resonate with a lot of women. Yeah, thank you. In your coaching um, work, I'm sure that you use that, that story to help other women. And do you find that other women, that that's a really hard place for them to be is in that place of surrender? Yes. <laughs> women, we're brilliant people, but we are just programmed to go and move things forward and make things happen. You know, we just do things. And the best example I have is that, you know, I, I talked to, I have a client who is um, in corporate America and she's got task lists and she's like, I just have to get stuff done. And this, you know, she's about to travel and for, for work and she's worried about the goal of the, the travel. And she's like, well, I'm just going it, to, it's going to happen. Even though she has a partner who also could make some of those goals happen. She's just so programmed to do it. And so a lot of my work is helping us uncover what does it look like for her or for for my client, depending on the client, as to when do you let go? What does it look like to let go and say, it's okay if in this experience, I don't have my ducks in a row, right? It's okay if things aren't perfect. It's okay if what I put forward doesn't turn into the outcome I expect um, because there might be something on the other side of that outcome, uh, on the other side of a different outcome. Yeah. As I was listening to you talk, I actually could feel my heart do a little flutter when you were talking about that because it is so hard. I'm speaking for myself now. It is so hard to surrender, but you're right. We don't know what's on the other side. And a lot of times it can be better than we ever imagined. Definitely, definitely. And we don't open ourselves up to the other possibilities of what could show up in our world. I have another client of mine who I've been really working on opening her up to letting things come to her. And as she was starting to work towards that aspect of things, she ended up with three brilliant opportunities for a new career. And she's, you know, later in life, and she was just like, I didn't think that was possible. I didn't think it was possible I could live my, potentially my dream career this late in my life. Um, and here it is because she allowed herself to see what else could show up. Mm, love it. Yeah. And as part of that, do you think, is it is it building confidence in ourselves to rediscover our brilliance? Do you think that's part of surrender is, is confidence? I would say it's actually letting go of the belief that you aren't confident. Right. Oh, good. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's, you know, we we're so used to saying, well, I'm just not confident in this. And it's, it's just let go of that story. I, and I say that in such a, a flippant way, but it, I know it's a lot of work. Um, and that's, you know, a lot of times why coaching is so important for somebody because 
that work, you do need a partner to help you uncover that. But it is letting go of that story and letting go of any other stories that you hold about yourself that, you know, you need to, to help you. Oh my gosh. Let me rewind that a little bit. (laughs) It's letting go of those stories that you have that you're really holding on tight to. So for me, I was such a person who wanted to control everything. Like, this is how I want my family relationships to look like. This is how I want my business to look. This is how I want, you know, the decisions at my company to to end up looking. Um, and that's a really hard place to come from of control because, quite frankly, most things are out of our control. And once I was able to let go of that story, that's when I was able to actually surrender. Mm. Yes. Yes, I can see that. So as we're as we're letting go and going back to that quote that I read, it's saying that even though I can't see where the river is flowing, I trust it will take me in the right direction. Yeah. 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 It really is. And and it's amazing, especially in relationships, of opening up yourself to a completely different way of relating to to people in your life can actually truly take you to a place you never imagined. Yeah, I um my partner Ed and I are so completely different. Mm. And I really am have have really come to the realization that he is that mirror for me. Right. To see myself in. Yeah. You know all the things that, you know, that I, I think we're so different in, I'm looking at things differently. Definitely. And we're, and we're coming up to 10 years and that's well, still that, that growing and learning process. Oh, I will tell you, I look at my parents, they are 50 years and they are still growing and learning. Um, and my mom would like to say, she's like, I think I'm doing most of the growing and learning here. <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but 50 years and I'm still trying, I'm just still just trying to get him to, you know, do one thing differently. <laughs> um, oh, that's, yeah, that's cute. But it's so, how we work, right? Exactly. So let me just ask you this, staying on that line of surrender and letting go. What does it mean to show up as a woman and own our brilliance? Yeah. I, I, you know, I think it's being able to connect with all of the, the beautiful qualities we have and all the qualities we don't think are beautiful. Okay. And so for example, um, I, during my coaching program, we learn a little bit more about ourselves and everybody, I I came to me that, um, one of the, the words that people related to me as is passion. Well, passion for me has a negative connotation. It means you're fiery, you're angry, you won't listen. All qualities I get from my father, <laughs> right? So, but it's in certain cir- circumstances, right? And as I started exploring what passion actually can look like, I started realizing, huh, it's only quite frankly, it's only, I'm only passionate in that way with my father. (laughs) 
we're perfect mirrors. Right. We are exactly the same person when we're together, um, especially when we talk about certain topics. But I also learned that my passion for other things is contagious and that I can bring light to something and I can bring a, a, a flourishing that allows that passion to actually be beautiful for somebody else. So it's really about looking at those uglier thing qualities that we think we have of each other, of ourselves, I should say, and seeing, hey, this actually is beautiful. You know, maybe you're bold in, in a business meeting and you're comfortable with that and you just do it unapologetically. Be bold, right? Maybe you are more soft-spoken, but you are so inquisitive and taking in everything that you can be the person who actually connects different patterns for, for the group. Own that. And I think that that's really where you start to shine as yourself is being comfortable with those things that may in society seem like they're not something you should be comfortable with. So Jamie, do you think, cause I love the, the, the track that you're going on. And do you think that when we are in the, I'm going to call them the messy bits of life mm -hmm. where we can be really down on ourselves and judgmental but do you think that's where a lot of the growth comes in? Is not, it's not when we're at the at the top of something, but when we're really down in the mud and just just trying to get out. Yes. Do you think that's where real? I'm. I didn't mean no, to talk over you. I was just going to say, do you think that's where real growth comes comes from? I think the leap, like the the big growth, comes from that. You can do growth when you're at your top. I mean, I think of my husband and I keep talking about Michael Jordan. Um, that man was at the top and he still grew, right? But it's, you're never, you're not going to leap the same way, right? Than you are when you're in the muck. You're going to take, you're going to go up a mountain when you're in the muck, whereas you might just go a hmm, hundred feet, right? When you're at your top of your game. And, and this is actually a great, great example. Cause I, I was really in the muck about a week and a half ago. And it was in that muck and having practiced all the practicing I had been doing over the last you know, few years of reflection, letting myself feel, you know, I, I, I was holding a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, um, a lot of anxiety and allowing myself to feel that and not putting judgment on it. And that really, it, it was such an eye-opening moment for me to be like, oh, all of this work I've been doing actually has gotten me to this place where I can have those emotions and not actually label myself with them. Yeah, I love that. So when we're when we're when we're having a moment, we all have we a all moment. <laughs> you know, just be in that that feeling and not judge it. That's what you're yeah. saying, right? Just feel yeah. those feelings because we're, what is the, the old saying that I've heard so many times we can't heal what we don't feel. Oh, yes. yes. You know, we have to feel that. Yeah. Because otherwise what happens, at least this is what happened to me. And I, I believe most people have this experience that if you hold those feelings in, they start to fester and they taint everything else in your life right? 
And that used to happen a lot to me is that if I had had those feelings three or four or five years ago, I would have not enjoyed the barbecue I, I had with my you know, in-laws. I would have been just cranky and down and maybe checked out from the, the moment. But instead, because I let myself feel them and let the waves keep coming, right? Because you don't feel them once. Sometimes That's they right. come every few you know hours or every few days. You let yourself have it. And eventually it tapers off and it, it, it goes away, but then you can also experience the beautiful moments of laughter and joy with other people. Um, and I think that that's, it's really being able to get into the muck of all of that, kind of going back to your original question of allowing yourself to, to get in that what is going on here that will allow you to grow. Because that's the place where you can start to see, oh, am I actually starting to beat myself up, right? How am I beating myself up? Where else do I beat myself up? Um, where else am I, or I'm projecting, you know, I, somebody else is, I go home and I start complaining about this person at work. Well, are you really complaining? Are you really complaining about the person at work or are you reflecting something back about yourself? Um, and it's in those moments that we really start to get juice. Oh, that is so good. That is so good. So you've kind of touched on this a little bit, the the shifts that a woman needs to make in her, in her thinking, it's her mindset. What would you say are like some of the top, you know, two or three that a woman needs to make in her thinking to really see herself as that brilliant woman? Yeah. So I would say, I wouldn't actually say it's one or two things. It's because it's so individual to people, to each woman. Um, it's really start to identify the story you're telling yourself, right? So I have a client who recently said she keeps labeling herself an introvert. She's like, and that's not doing me any good because I have a story about introverts. And as a result, it's not helping me. So figure out what the story is you're telling yourself first. And then figure out, you don't have to worry about why, but choose a place to, that you don't you want to come from that's different than that. So start to let go of that story and start telling yourself something about yourself that you actually want to highlight more, right? So it may be that instead of saying, oh, I'm such an introvert, I hate talking to people. It's, you know what? I really enjoy small groups, you know? It's just 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 reframing your thoughts, your stories. Yeah, it's reframing it. But I would also add that for some people, there's an extra step. There's a step of, oh, I'm going to acknowledge that that part of me wants to label myself an introvert. And it's okay that that part of me wants to label it. And then move to the next one. Do you think this is where self-awareness really comes in? Being self-aware of, you know, why I want to label myself a certain way? I wouldn't necessarily say it's the why piece of it. It's the self-awareness of knowing you are doing it, right? Ah, and that's mm -hmm. the key is knowing that you are doing it. Um, because it's really easy to reflect back on a moment and go, Oh, yeah, I did that thing because I am an introvert. But in the moment, hearing that voice say, 
don't speak up. They're going to think terribly of you. You know, you just don't have that kind of a voice. You're the shy one in the room. That's in that, that's the moment. So being self-aware at the moment it's occurring is the most critical piece. Yeah, I like that because we can all be in in situations, whether it's a, a meeting um, or w- with our partners or with our children yeah. and being aware, self-aware of, of, of what's going on in that particular moment. Yeah. I was going to add a little bit on the why piece. It's really easy for us to get stuck in and analyzing why something is the way it is. And that doesn't lead us to the shift we're looking for, right? So there is a place for healing, right? If you have deep rooted issues that need to be healed, go talk to a counselor. It's really important to heal that. But if there's no healing that needs to happen, you don't need to dig. Can you just talk about that just a little bit more about when you say you don't have to dig? Yeah, so you, for example, I'm, I'm going to go with the shy, shy route just because we're, we're talking about it. And I grew up shy. I've chosen to be different from being the shy person. But early on, I was always labeled shy. I didn't, I didn't need to keep figuring out why that was. Because if I kept figuring out why I was shy, it wasn't leading me to moving forward. It wasn't helping me re- kind of say, who do I want to be now? Instead, it was kind of retelling the story and maybe even confirming the story, right? So more evidence as to, well, that's just who I am. Now enforces that I don't have to make a choice to move forward. Whereas I can now, as as an adult, you know, I can really own that and say, wait, I, I don't need to be shy. I can be somebody else or it's okay if I'm shy. I'm comfortable with this particular person. Yeah, I, thank you for going into that just a little bit more. That makes perfect sense to me. Thank you. You're welcome. And and let's just kind of stay right there for just a second and talk about the smallest step a person can take in a moment. And the reason I'm using that smallest step is I have a girlfriend who will say that to me because um, she's done a lot of studying in, in, in other modalities and everything. And so she will say, what is the smallest step? And I hadn't really thought about that in terms of, of self-awareness, surrender, any of those things. But I think there is that initial s- small step that a person could take that makes it feel not so scary yeah. to move forward. Definitely. I actually was just listening to another podcast um, and somebody was describing it as in an airplane. If you move one degree every half hour, you end up in a completely different place. Right. That's a perfect example. Right. Um, Not to steal it from them, but, you know, it is a perfect example. I would say the biggest step is pause. Just keep pausing. Right. So you're having a conversation before you answer. Pause. You're in a meeting. You're about to walk into the meeting. Pause. Get get into yourself. Just long enough 
that you are able to to see where you're sitting physically like mentally emotionally right before entering the next moment and it's it it's such a small thing split second but just giving yourself that moment allows you to create more awareness about who you are and who you are showing up as without doing anything else. Jamie, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. I, I, the airplane um, analogy is, is perfect. You know, you start here and you end up somewhere else. But the pause actually is that moment that all of us can take. And it's this, that smallest step, just pause. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. The time is absolutely flying by, and I'm just loving this conversation. I know. I'm having a great time. <laughs> if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her about the season of life you're in right now? I would first actually give her a hug. Um, my 18-year-old self was going through a lot. Um, I was an athlete who hurt hurt my back terribly and did not know if I was going to be able to be physically active ever again. And so the the first thing I would do is give her a hug. And I think the second thing I would tell her is really trust in the universe. You know, the universe is going, it's going to be hard, but it's going to lead you in the right direction. And that the the darkness that I, I ended up going through in my early 20s, there's going to be light. There will be light. That is so beautiful. That is beautiful. I'm going to cry thinking about this, though. <laughs> <laughs> Could you tell our listeners where to find you on social media, your website, how they can follow you? Definitely. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Jamie Martin Coaching. And then also on LinkedIn, if anybody's interested, I do post most of my articles there that I write. So Jamie Martin. And then my website is www.jamiemartincoaching.com. If you can't figure out, there's a theme. Super easy. Jamie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I've enjoyed every minute. Is there anything, any last part in words or anything that you would like to say? Well, first I want to say thank you for having me. This was a wonderful conversation and I, I, I love sharing, you know, this type of information with everybody. And I would say my parting words with, with every, all the listeners is just take that pause it, it really is going to make a difference for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Leaving a rating and review helps to improve rankings in iTunes. It shows engagement, which may attract sponsors, and it is essential for the podcast to be discovered by new listeners. Plus, it would mean the world to me. Thanks again. Until next time, live inspired.